They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody, and happy college basketball. Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. That's Coleman Crawley. Sharp shot. Sharp, mm-hmm. sharp shot. Co- hmm. Dude, the alliteration. Sharp shot tough. collect on Twitter. I, let's start here. Let's start here because I know you've been on Barstool. You've been on. You've been with Bobby Bones. Those guys. They've mm-hmm. all been. They, you've opened the interview with the same thing where they're like, "Dude, you're like 15 years old." That's the same shtick you get all the time. Yes, I am wondering. Are you still 26 or have you turned the page? I've actually turned the page 27. Some people were wondering if I had Benjamin Button's disease and was going backwards, <laughs> but no, I am aging and am now 27. Can rent a car officially in every state yes. you're in. Insurance, uh, all the all of that. Coleman, I know you were on the hunt last year for Cinderella before they got to the ball, and you had so many great takes going into the NCAA tournament. Do a lot of great work with our friends at Shot Quality, who I'm so well connected with. And now basketball season is here. IUPUI played today. Uh, and and as we focus our attention to the Big 12, it feels like we'll start big picture this is still the best conference in college basketball, despite adding what is obviously some dead weight. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you exaggerating my work, calling it great. Thank you for that. Yes, this will still be the best conference in college basketball, but adding those couple teams from the American, the West Coast Conference, I don't think every single road game is going to be a quad one game like it's been in the past. The back end will be lower. But still, with up at the top, especially adding Houston, this is the best conference in college basketball. Does it hurt you when it comes to tournament teams? I see eight. There's a way to get in eight with like a TCU, maybe a Texas Tech sitting at the back end of this, a possible surgence of an Oklahoma State or West Virginia shocking some folks to get in as well. Does it help or hurt now that you have more wins but less quality wins in conference play, adding a a UCF and and a BYU? I think ultimately it helps. Now, it is unique when the entire conference is in the top 75 in net and you know every single road win counts as a quad one win. But I think, you know, I mean, obviously you slip up to BYU, Cincinnati, Central Florida. Now your resume is looking a lot worse. I think ultimately it helps those middle or to back end teams like you were asking about getting those wins, assuming they'll be able to take care of business. When you look at the conference, To me, it is Kansas, everybody else, year in and year out. It's not unique this year for Hunter Dickinson and the Jayhawks to be favored. This is just the way things go in this league. Is it, if you had the decision of Kansas or the field, where do you lean? I'm going with Kansas, but I don't, I'm not in on the Kansas consensus number one talk. I have them at number six in the country. Um, I mean, they lost their two leading scorers. Grady Dick's gone. Jalen Wilson's gone. Yes, they brought in arguably the best transfer in the country in Hunter Dickinson. And of course, Bill Self knows how to coach bigs. Nick Timberlake's the hottest microwave, in my opinion, in all 106 games that I saw. Can score points in a flurry, particularly from the outside top 25 or near it freshman in. I get why there's a lot to like with this team, but losing Wilson and Dick on a team that was out in the round of 32, I don't have final four like expectations like these others do, but still have them up near the top. And I'd take them in the big 12 over the field. Let's let's follow up here. 
because you have Kansas at the top of the Big 12, but not necessarily in the Final Four, does that mean you withhold for the second year in a row the Big 12 from Phoenix? I do. Um, you know, the Big 12 has a bunch of good teams, but I'm worried if there's not a great one. Yeah. Granted, Kansas may be that team and I'm off on them. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the Big 12 will make the final four this year. And I mean, they lost in 12 of 14 teams, lost each of their two leading scores. So mm-hmm. other conferences, particularly the Big East, has a lot more continuity at the top, the Big 10 as well, than the Big 12. When it comes to a Houston that you added in and you alluded to their success or, or supposed early success in the Big 12, is there any way you can withhe- withhold them from the top three, even without Marcus Sass or preseason? I, I'm down on Houston relative to the, the rest of the national media. I've got them 19th overall and wow. fourth in the Big 12. Um, you know, you look when Houston played elite competition they struggled against Memphis when they'd see them the last couple of seasons. Yes, they've made runs to the second weekend, and then some made that Final Four and got blown out. But even in that Final Four run, they played no one better than a 10 seed in that run to the yeah. last weekend. And they lose three of their top four scorers. Marcus Sasser gone. Jarris Walker was coming on late at the end of the year. Traymond yeah. Mark. I think that's a lot of guys to replace. I love Cryer. I love Dunn. Got a top 100 recruit, but I don't think they have the same talent on the roster that they had last year. Thank you for bringing up the final four game where they were blown out by the Baylor Bears. Your boy. Baylor 0-3 in Big 12 to start last season. The big reason why Kansas State, as they became the not just dark horse in the Big 12, but true Final four candidate there at the very end under Jerome Tang with with Baylor, especially now that Kansas State is good and Texas Tech, who has another Scott Drew tree assistant, could be could surge. Is this a Baylor team with a lot of different parts and pieces that can put it together? I think they can. You lose your top three scorers. That's tough to replace. I honestly think they'll be about the team they were last year. I think a three seed. I've got them at the top of the five line, so maybe I have a little bit of a drop off. But three top 60 recruits, one of them top 10. I like Jaden Nunn at VCU. You know he's going to know how to play defense, haven't been coached under Mike Rhodes. Ray J. Dennis can score and distribute the ball as well. I do like this Baylor team, but think there will be a slight drop off. But I've got them third in this conference. Texas, the return of a Tyrese Hunter or Dylan DeSue. Where do you go with a team that's given you so much disappointment late in seasons, really almost no matter who's been there? I'm down on them. I think they're 18th in the preseason AP poll, and I've got them 34. So you hear this with a lot of teams I'm down on relative to the national media. Bringing in Max Avesmith is awesome. Going to be fun to watch him in the Power Six Conference. Can he light it up at anywhere near the clip he did at ORU? Tyrese Hunter back, nice piece, formerly at Iowa State. But another team, like everyone in the Big 12, losing their three leading scorers, it's going to be tough early to replace those pieces. And I don't think the talent on the roster is what they had last year. This is what I call the the hodgepodge of teams. Kansas State, TCU, Iowa State, Texas Tech. To me, it ends there. It's those four teams that squarely seem in the conversation of should make the tournament, might not. Is there any separation? Is there truly some traffic in the middle of the Big 12 to you? I think I'm way high on TCU. I've got them as number 11 in the country. I know they lost Mike Miles. Coach Dixon knows how to coach defense, but it's the transfers that he went after. Bring back 
third through six leading scorers. So four of your top six are back. Jameer Nelson Jr. out of Delaware, averaged 20, four and a half assists a game. Avery Anderson, a double figure score in the Big 12. I know Mike Boynton would love to have him back. Yeah. Bringing a double double guy out of Coastal Carolina. Um, you know, former top recruit out of Kansas that didn't get to see the floor much in Uday. I love what Coach Dixon did in the transfer portal, and I've got them as second, actually, in the Big 12. So that's the team in that bunching I see separating from the rest of the field. With a Kansas State who was so good last year in the underdog role, they don't get to be that this season. Everybody remembers how dangerous they were down the stretch. They've added big pieces in the transfer portal, Tyler Perry being the key one. Is that enough to make them as dangerous as they were because they can't sneak up now? I don't think they're as dangerous as they were a three seed last year. I've got them as a six seed this year and fifth in the Big 12. Love the three transfers. Quez Glover, if he can get back healthy, cat quick, can separate like nobody's business, neither get to the rim or separate and pull up from deep. He averaged like 19, I want to say, two years ago, just 15 last year as he wasn't healthy the majority of the season. Tyler Perry, you just mentioned at North Texas, of course, knows how to defend and score. And then Arthur Kaluma was stunned. Him and Nimhard transferred out of Creighton with what they could have returned. That's another great addition that I think Tang's done enough to where you aren't going to want to mess with this team, especially in Manhattan. But I think there'll be a little drop off. Losing that duo of Noel and Johnson was just special. Before we get into that third of the four tiers, I do want to spend some time on Iowa State, who was shot quality's number one defensive team in America last year. The first since the the existence of shot quality, which is only six years, five, six years. They're the first team to not make it sweet 16, being the number one defensive team in America. Now this year, TJ Otzelberger, year three. Can they keep that pace? I've been frustrated as a Sooner to watch Otzelberger come in and just pick up no problem in the big 12 then watching tang do it last year and here we bring in a guy that's made a final four at a mid-major in porter and my sooners can't get the job done but yes i think iowa state will be back in the ncaa tournament i've got him as a nine seed just below texas at 36 jackson pavaleski was one of the main players that wowed me in all the 106 games that i watched He's about 6'2", 165, doesn't look physically intimidating at all, not overly athletic, but he does an incredible job and is so frustrating to guard because of his ability to change pace. He can get into the lane at will. Now, granted, that was against SoCon competition. See if he can do it in the Big 12, but love that pickup. Gilbert at UNLV, Jones at Buffalo, two top 50 recruits in the country, one near top 10. I think Otzelberger's added enough talent that even losing your four leading scorers at this point, what he's done these last couple of years, just put Otzelberger in the tournament and trust him to get the job done. Coleman, I'm not going to go completely out of my way for West Virginia to say they'll make a run of the tournament, but I don't think they'll be the 14th best or 14th worst team in the Big 12 this year. I have them around where Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State land in that tier three section of the conference. Does that make sense to you? Or do you agree with that? I do. I have them at 11, so I've got them as the worst returning Big 12 team. I think it's just all the turmoil and chaos. The talent's there for them to be a fringe NCAA tournament team. Battle averaged 18 on a tournament team at Montana State. Got a double-double guy in Jesse Edwards. Kerr Kreese is erratic and can shoot you out of a game, but also he can make you win one that maybe you shouldn't. Quinn Solansky, assuming he's back healthy. Nice piece at Iona. I love the transfers that they brought in. 
But when your returning leading scorer averaged four points a game, that's having to mesh so many pieces. And then you've got the Huggins thing hanging over the program that I've got West Virginia last in terms of the returning Big 12 teams, but 11th in this conference. UCF, BYU could even, to me, make a case for Cincinnati being on the lowest portion of the Big 12. Any, any room to disagree there? No, I agree entirely. I've got BYU, then Cincy, then Central Florida. I mean, for BYU, most continuity returned in this conference. Eight of their top ten are back. They did lose two of their top four, bring in some decent transfers to replace. But when you go seven and nine in the West Coast Conference, how can we expect you to have much success transitioning into the Big 12? Cincinnati lost a ton, four of their top five on a team that went 11-7 and in the American. Same exact question for them, but without the continuity that BYU has. And UCF lost nearly everyone in their rotation and had a losing record in the AAC. I think it's going to be a big step up and a rude awakening for those three teams. Coleman, before we get you out of here, give me the most overrated and most underrated. Who's a team that's too hyped and will miss March? Who's a team that's not getting enough love and might make a run? I have TCU as my most underrated team. I've got them getting a three seed. Love what Jamie Dixon's done there in Fort Worth. Can clearly coach. As far as my most overrated, maybe you go Texas in terms of where I have them projected about a five seed. So disappointing, by the way. Can't yeah. believe it. Not Texas. <laughs> and then Houston as well. I mean, preseason top 10 where I have them fringe top 20. Those are my two that I think are the most overrated right now. Coleman, whenever you're down in Waco, you have a warm couch and a free meal on me, my friend. I'm sure. Give me quickly your, your plans for the rest of college football season. Will you still be hunting another Cinderella? So, yeah, um, I'm moving to New York in the early part of December. So there being around so many different colleges, I'll plan on going to about three to four games a week. Not the full journey that I did last year, but doing the full journey. I had such a tough time keeping up with college basketball as a whole Mm -hmm. and think this balance will suit me better. Yeah. And where can folks find your work? Sharp Shot Select on both Twitter and TikTok would greatly appreciate the follow. Thank you so much, Drake, for this opportunity. Love the work that you do. And thank you for the offer. I may have to take you up on that at some point. Uh, That's Coleman Crawley. Biggest fan of the Big 12 that you'll ever meet. Watch his stuff. Follow his stuff for the best coverage of all of college basketball. This has been and always will be. Come back tomorrow. We'll break down Kansas State and USC as well as Baylor Auburn. Locked on. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Doce Grande. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions.
Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.